see. But you know, every time and you can't keep it real up here. Every time we read that scripture about uh, about drinking wine for your stomach, yeah. Then when we told um, we went to Thomas, my cousin Thomas, the yeah. pastor told us to smoke that weed because yeah. his appetite had looked like the pastor crazy. Yeah, he thought I was crazy. Yeah, that's. But you go to that doctor that doesn't give you that pill that he don't even know what it is. Yeah. So you'll take that. Well, don't they say the THC helped build up all well, I just got to talk about all the uh, the property they got up in cocaine, yeah, yeah. in the coca plant. You know what I'm saying? And they use that. You know they use cocaine too, right? The nerve, the dead, you know that. A lot of cane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cocaine. Just talk about it. But you get killed to hook on that other coke. You can't go without it. Right. And coca cola. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said we trust. And this this was going to put on my heart. I'm going to get us in big trouble. We mad. We doing marches. Black Lives Matter. We doing all this stuff. Mad at white folks. But y'all not gonna leave that Jesus alone in front of y'all. The white Jesus? Yeah. The one the one the DD, one that's singing the DD? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, y'all 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 hooked on him. You know, but y'all mad, y'all so called mad at everybody. But that 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 that, that religion that they taught y'all. Y'all could have been in big trouble. Big trouble. I already know it. I get mad when nobody agree with me when I already knew it. Yeah, but I'm saying, just saying, you were talking about that, but dude, you, you, every time we go there, you talking about the chauffeur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I can't talk about Israel on the Sabbath. So I'm like, but that's going to show you just how demonic this whole thing can well, be. Well, what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, he allowed the devil to use him that day. Right. And don't even realize it. And didn't even apologize. Yeah. And I understand him doing it, but he should have got me right back on that same prayer line with the people and said, Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't do that. And I done talked to him three, four times. Like that. that was just me being the man that I am. You know, because sometimes you can talk right here when we cut the grass. I called him and said, hey, man, we getting ready to cut the grass when we talk. I called him and invited him to the rally. I said, I don't really have nothing going on right across the street. You don't know about it. Yeah. I respect you as an apostle. I tell him that all the time. Nah, man, I ain't no little girl, man. I, I, I 
know who I am, and I know I know what we teaching. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know it. I'm not in doubt. I know what we teaching. Yeah, that's the bunch of words. You know, it's just crazy. They think we teaching that old Oscar Wilde stuff. That's what they did. Sure. That's what they did. Yeah, but I mean. Okay, so they, they think we teaching off the wild stuff, but shoot, then we go over there, they came in here with whistles, where you see that at in the church? Like, where y'all get all this stuff from? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so. I just got to say, y'all got, y'all put, y'all adding y'all stuff to it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all putting all this extra stuff in it, they don't have nothing to do with the Bible. Right. But then we talk about Bible, we wrong. Right. That don't even make sense. That's what I tell my sister today. I'm telling, I'm grilling, I'm saying, listen. I'm not going to argue and debate with you because, you know, uh, her husband, brother's a pastor. He think I'm crazy. She go to Barton Chapel where it rentals at, money greedy. Yeah. yeah. I say, I'm not going to argue with people who trying to argue with me about what's in the Bible and what they talking about ain't even in the Bible. So I don't even have to argue about that because exactly. what you talking about not even in it. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste my yeah. breath on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you see if you see Sabbath, 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 seven day, seven day, seven day, Sabbath, 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 and then you want to talk to me about Sunday, where you even getting that word from? Because the word not even in scripture. So you talking to me about something that ain't even in there. One translation might be in there one time. Yeah, but I'm back to They so hooked on tradition, they don't use But I'm here. Because I, I feel our anointing is is to change the way that ministry is given in America. That's what I feel our anointing is. But my thing is, it is just me. Our teaching is so all basis. Why y'all keep inviting us back to all these functions? Well, that's what they love. Huh? That's what they love. They think I'm crazy all I do. But every time I go over there, I wind up being the speaker. I wind up being the one in charge. Well, like a thing. Now, Troy yeah. came and told me that they charged the man. Doc Anderson liked the man. He said, Doc Anderson lost friends over me. And I knew it for sure. I started calling names. Troy said, Yep, him. He said, no, I called another name. He said, no, I'm not him. I called another. He said, yeah, him. They left. They went and joined the one. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was because of me. That's why I'm hanging with Doc. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I know he got my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got me in charge. Yeah, because the last time now. I went to, um, the last time I went to Pastor Troy Church, that Sunday I told you I had went. Yeah. They was doing, when that was, that might have been, uh, February was Black History. That's when I was having surgery we didn't have church i went there yeah. and they had a black history lesson yeah. and his lesson was on uh israel right. and hebrew right. he was speak, he was he was saying hebrew stuff right. like and i was i called my side i said oh so they own to the to the hebrew they, thing yes. now nah. yeah they i'm i'm telling you kohi is the only one in this and i ain't hit him with it yet me and him stayed on the phone until 12 o'clock last night i'm gonna hit him because see me and him getting close so i'm gonna hit him with it I done told them dudes they didn't put him in the ground on Friday. So if you notice now, you know me and you start counting out on them in the pool field. You ain't heard nobody start on Friday in a long time. They'll Sunday morning to death, and I can agree with that. I, I can agree with that. But that they put him in the ground. They on Friday. They put him in on Friday. This is how he do it, though. This is how he get three days. Because he do it every week. They put him in the ground on Friday. He stayed in the ground all night Friday. He stayed in the ground all day Saturday. He stayed in the ground all day Saturday night. That's how he gets through. But then you forget what Yeshua said himself is in real. Yeah, he said that he's going to be in a... In Just earth. like Jonah was there. We be in our source for life. We be in our all in all and everything. God, we just thank you. We want to continue to put our hope and our trust in you. So God, we ask that you would increase our faith. God, that you would uh, 
spirit that lives inside of us, Father, so that we may be able to recognize you as the leading and guiding force in our lives. And God, we just thank you for choosing us and using us for such a daunting task as to bring your word into the world to a stiff-necked, arrogant, and unbelieving people. But God, we thank you that you uh, continue to give us comfort that there is always a remedy, God, that you always have people who live for you. So we just thank you, God, that we're counting in that. We lift up those in prayer uh, right now, brother, that you would be able to continue to uh, bless and anoint and continue to have us to love one another, God. And, uh, we want to continue to lift up in prayer our Sister Myrna, God, uh, she's having those medical issues, God, since the research she's post-operative. Uh, even those who we just see uh, coming over right now, but the reason that we were running behind, there was a car accident, God. We want to lift them up as well. You know who they are. We may not. For those who are going to be having surgery, God, those who are pre-op, uh, we ask that you would bless and anoint right now, God. Bless our way with children, God. those of us uh, who have children that are on the streets. We know what it's all, we all of us know what it's like to be young, God, and we're in the parent stage now, so we're in the position of praying for our babies, God, just as someone prayed for us. So give us hope and peace and love and confidence, God, to know that you sit high on the throne and you look down on you. There's nothing that Escape your attention. And God, we just thank you for choosing us and you. And bless us and keep us, God, until that great and grand and glorious day of the Son. Jesus will come back to this earth and gather your people together. Strengthen the elder, God, give him clarity of speech, uh, clarity of mind, God, that he may be able to disseminate the word rightfully this evening. So we thank you for being able to show uh, real life <coughs> situations, God, according to the Bible, uh, the things that people are dealing with, and not just people on the outside. God, all of these things that Elder's talking about is happening right here in the church as well, even in the pulpit. So, God, we just thank you for uh, having the boldness and tenacity to be able to bring your word forward, to be able to use your word uh, to show the people how we're living uh, our lives today. So we just thank you, God, we love you, the church, to be honored in your pleasure. It is in the wonderful name of your son, Yeshua, and she had Jesus Christ on the side of that we pray. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Again, good evening. Uh, I hope all is well. Amen. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know about Pastor, but I'm kind of, uh, in a sense, anxious to you know to get back to some type of normalcy, at least in the church. You know, even if we have to have social distancing. You know, uh, 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 y'all just don't know, and I don't know if just me or Pastor myself, but it's it's kind of hard to uh, to teach with that same uh, fervent without you guys being here, you know, without that uh, feedback, without, you know, looking at the emotions and the, the reactions on you guys' face, and uh, especially on Wednesday nights and Sabbath morning, you know, the questions, you know, that they give, and I can speak for myself, they give me more drive uh, uh, when, when we do teach that way, uh, at least for me. Uh, and uh, like I said, I think I, met, I think I heard Pastor mention it as well, you know, but, uh, you know, but with these numbers steady going up, it's making it harder and harder uh, to get back into the church house. Uh, at this point, uh, I can say that, uh, the devil is doing a good job of keeping us out of God's house. Because I know for some, uh, it's going to be hard for you guys to start coming back to church because we've been out so long. We ain't got comfortable uh, being able to sit at home or be able to watch from Facebook. You can... You can jump back and forth. Um, let's keep it real. We can jump back and forth from Facebook, 
to our favorite TV show to whatever, from Facebook to, 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 to looking what's on Facebook to looking at live what's going on right here. It's too easy uh, to go back and forward, amen, and we can get comfortable. Uh, but hopefully, like I said, when, this, uh, when we do get to open up these doors that uh, we can see all y'all bright and shiny faces and smiling faces right back here at Sabbath Rest, amen. Uh, we're going to continue to study on, on Sam. Uh, we have gotten to the addiction portion of, uh, of Sam. Amen. As, as Pastor was praying, uh, uh, he, was, he was praying that, you know, this is not just a worldly thing. Amen. The, uh, uh, a lot of this stuff. But in fact, that's where uh, the idea from the book came from it, to, as me being a Christian. Amen. The, knowing that Sam was, was, is, is, can be devastating. Uh, especially to uh, God's called out ones, amen, to, to God's church, the ecclesia. Sam could be devastating, and we're letting Sam whip us left and right. Amen. Uh, one of the questions I, I guess I was thinking about early, and like I said, it's hard not for you guys being here, but, you know, how many of y'all was on this last week when I, I, I laid out the traits and characteristics of a, of a person having an addictive personality? And you can honestly admit that that may be you that has that addictive personality. Amen. Uh, wouldn't say there's something wrong with having an addictive personality because some people have an addictive personality just not addicted to any type of uh, harmful substance. You just have an addictive personality. However, you know, we didn't know... Uh, I guess keep ourselves occupied or, or, or sometimes we know better to not get hooked on any type of substance abuse type stuff. So a lot of times we are, but if you didn't have that, where would you be? You understand what I'm saying? So now that you know, we can do better. You know, I kind of gave an example on, on uh, the, 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 the test of, uh, or better yet, knowing your God-given uh, gift that God has given each and every one of us and how we did the test and how to, most of the men scored pretty low on, on compassion, and, and now that we know it, that that was our lowest score, uh, we, uh, I would say for me personally, I didn't deliberately go out working on my compassion. However, I knew that was a weakness, so when there was an opportunity to be compassionate, I tried to be compassionate. And I noticed after a while, now that you know it, I noticed that most of the guys now are scoring higher in the compassion area. Uh, because we you know we know better now. And I'm pretty sure some of the stuff that you was weak in at one particular time and uh, whatever the, uh, the, the gift was, that you probably not, your scores are probably not that low in that area anymore uh, because you know better. Hey, Amen. That's the whole idea sometimes of giving some of these pros and cons of these different gifts. That way uh, we know what our cons is. We can have less cons and have more pros and to, to work effectively in God's kingdom. Because that's what it's all about, knowing what your gift is, that you can work effectively in God's kingdom. Because most of the time, these gifts that God has given us before we become saved, we're using it real well out there in the world. Uh, and then when we get to church, all of a sudden, now we're not using these gifts that God gave us. Uh, and not to mention that, sometimes we get uh, entangled or we start going to other uh, different uh, churches and they... As soon as you come in, they got a position open up. They want to put you in a position that you're not even gifted in. You know, that's one of the reasons why we do it at Sabbath Rest. Uh, a server ain't going to be a good teacher. Ain't no sense of us saying, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to work on, we need more teachers at Sabbath Rest. So 
we know your gift is a service, so we all of a sudden we're going to have you up here teaching. You're not going to be effective in teaching. However, you make a heck of a, a doggone usher. That's, that's the reality. Well, somebody that's a teacher, administrator, or, 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 or well, perceiver, well, you're not going to make a good usher. Best a perceiver, because perceiver got no, don't have no gray area. Everything is either black or white. Well, shoot, they're going to install a whole lot of people that come in the door to be real about it. So, you know, it's good to know what our gifts are. You know, and this, you know, I got on my soapbox about, uh, uh, about gifts. However, we'll get right back into the lesson. Now, I did mention last week that each individual type of addiction is not specifically dealt with in the Bible. However, a lot of these things that we are addicted to are made, or better yet, created for a specific reason. Like, for instance, the cocoa plant. People chew the cocoa plant leaves to relieve hunger, fatigue to enhance physical performance. Cocoa extract can be or used for stimulating stomach function, causing sedation, and treating asthma, colds, and other ailments. Cocoa tea is used for aptitude, sickness, and pervivian and, and, and elsewhere. The cocoa plant have a lot of good reasons to use it for. It was, God created it for a reason. And, and, and like everything else, like, you know, we dealt with sex. You know, we know what God created it for. However, we are managed to, uh, uh, to find a way to pervert it to take it out of what God's original intent was and to use it for our excitement, for our pleasures. Because that's what it all boils down to. Most of the time, most of these gifts, or not gifts, but most of these doggone parts of sound, it all boils down to, when you think about it, all of it boils down to pleasure. Pleasure is the bottom line for why we go outside of God's original plan for sex. It's about pleasure. While we go out of God's original plan when it comes to different things of addiction, we're trying to, we're trying to satisfy the, the flesh. And boy, when it comes to that money, guess what? It's all about the pleasure of man, trying to satisfy that flesh hour. That's what it all boils down to. You know, you look at marijuana. Marijuana have properties in it to help people deal with pain. It's a good pain management. Well, you know, some of us want to, you know, we, we, it's like, again, we get to the pleasure part of it. You know, we, you know, I always, you know, I said it last week, marijuana is one of those uh, gateway drugs. You know, you, you start out with that. Next thing you know, you want to do something else, trying to get a better high. And then some of these drugs out there, once you get that high, you spend a lifetime trying to get that first high that you ain't going to never reach. You know, like I said, I've never been a drug person, but some people that, that, that smoke crack, that's one of the things they say. They got that first high, so they spend a whole lot of time trying to get that first high that they never, they, they ain't going to get it again. I met a guy one time when I worked at jail. He was a trustee. This guy said that he would go months, deliberately go months without doing drugs because by that time he detoxed, and so when he go back, he can get that feeling all over again. He'll detox himself so he can go back and start getting high again so he can get that feeling again. You know, 
Now how, I guess, sick can a man's mind be to know that what it takes to get that high again. So you're going to stop using the drug to go back to using that drug just so you can find that first high again. Well, that, that takes some, some sit down, some thought process put into that whole philosophy. And it, it worked for him. And he, and he was honest about it. He told me the truth about it. You know, one thing about it, he didn't lie about none of his addictions. And he talked about all the ones that he was done with, but he just couldn't kick that marijuana habit. He said, he, and this white guy, he said, you know, he was, did the crystal meth, he would go binging on that, he didn't did this, he didn't did that. He said, but that marijuana, that's why he's back in jail again, because he couldn't kick that habit. Amen. But for some people, especially addicts, an addict, sometimes an addict can't, can't drink alcohol without causing them to relapse on whatever addiction they had. I mean, what, when it comes to drug addict, put it like that, because there's other things we're addicted to. When it comes to drugs, uh, uh, sometimes a person that's on, on, on certain drugs or uh, substance, they, it ain't hard for them to go back to that substance, like for instance, having a beer, having one, one beer. Now they, they, they mind is altered enough to go back and do it because now, nah, man, this beer is making me feel good. I want something better. So now they're going back to that thing they used to do because they know what they used to do for them. That's why you see some addicts, they can't go back to doing nothing. You know, and some of them people have addictive personality, so they find other things to get addicted to, people and, like I say, shopping or whatever. But they won't, you know, can't go back to that, that, that substance anymore. And I was talking about how a lot of these, these, these drugs or addictions, rather, are not Bible. The Bible doesn't address cocaine. The Bible doesn't address marijuana, per se. You know, we've been passing and we've been joking about this for years. We're just trying to figure out what was that strange smoke these guys were letting out in front of the temple or at the temple. You know, what, the Bible didn't say nothing, but it ain't too many things that go give you some strange smoke. And God was upset about it at the temple. Uh, the Bible doesn't address uh, a whole lot of these things that we, not specifically. However, doesn't the Bible say that the earth is the Lord's and the fullest thereof? The world and all who dwells in it? All this belong to the Lord. The Bible also says in Colossians 1.16, for him who all all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether throne or in power or power or rules or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. All things. Everything in the coca plant, God created Everything in marijuana, God created Every Every little ingredient it takes to make uh, 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 alcohol, beer, wine, whatever, God created it. Everything it takes to do uh, to make up heroin, whatever substance in heroin, God created it for, for a certain purpose. So, you got somebody sitting somewhere, some laugh, some smart joker coming up with a reason, how can I make some money? You know, it, it's way past the point that how can I get high a little better? Somebody sitting back figuring out, man, what can I create that I know is going to get them hooked? And they're going to keep coming back. Somebody thinking about that right now. They know they got a, uh, it's a money making for them. Man, if I know if they do this here thing, man, they're going to keep coming back. 
I'm pretty sure when crack cocaine, somebody, somebody had to sit down with, with some cocaine. We're going to figure that we're going to, for lack of a better term, we're going to water it down. And then they, somebody tried it out and, and couldn't stop trying it out. And whoever said that came up with that idea said, ooh-wee, I got a winner right now. And they kept putting it, putting it out there. Heroin. I talked about that heroin last week. Heroin, one of them type of drugs, it's hard to kick that habit. It's hard to detox off of heroin. You know, we always look at, like I talked about last week, you know, most times you show on TV, you show that, you know, somebody on crack, that crack cocaine person, they, they shaking and their lips dry and, you know, they look almost they dead on TV, they, they skin pale. What, what the reality of it, most times, that's what a heroin addict look like. The one that's trying to get off that heroin. Man, they go through, they go through it. And, and, and without God, heroin is one of them things, it takes medication to get off of. Now, I did say last week, and I'm going to say that again tonight. Is that I ain't going to try to make light of no addiction that nobody has. I'm not going to sit here and be over spiritual and say on it, that God got this. He's going to handle it for you. Because one thing about everybody's faith level ain't the same. I can say what God can do for you, but your faith level saying no, God can't do it for me. So it's going to take you to, to come to the conclusion. It's going to take you to come to the conclusion that I got a problem and I need some help. Lord, please help me. Me standing up here trying to make light of it, I, I ain't going to try to, I ain't going to never do that. Because one thing I know about addiction, is for real. And whatever your addiction is, it got you, and I'm not going to sit there and say, well, uh, I'm not, you know, you got some people over spiritual. God can do this and God can do that. Yes, God can. God can heal, but a lot of us walk around with the same sickness because our faith level ain't there yet. You know, we got 30 different drugs that we're taking at home because the doctor said, okay, this is what you need to take. But you come to church and hear it all week how God can heal. You just ain't got to that level yet where you believe God can heal. So guess what? You can take everything that God, ain't, that, that, that doctor ain't gave you. And most of the time, that he ain't doing nothing, but you ain't nothing but a lab rat to him. He did experiment with you. Let's, you ever notice what a doctor say? Let's try this. Let's see if this works. When the last time you went to the doctor say this was going to work for you? When the last time a doctor ever told you that? He always said, we're going to try this here. And then when you cough and you got all these different side effects, okay, that ain't working for you. Now we're going to try this here for you now. You know, what, what brought me to that conclusion when Grandma Helen was sick? They had on one drug, Grandma was hallucinating. She was seeing things that wasn't there. She seen the lady across the street under the house. She thought the lady across the street was going to kill her. Grandma, I ain't never seen my grandma a violent woman, but she's ready to go kill this woman across the street. So the doctor said, hold oh, up, we got to change this medication. That's, that go to show you. Now, when I go to the doctor, well, we're going to try this here and see how it works for you. Huh? What you mean? Dude, didn't you go to school for plus amount of years and we're going to try some stuff? I can guess that's some drug. You know, this damn time, all I got to do is Google and see what works. Okay, I'm going to try this here. And then we're going to get to like I said, we want, I want to try to get to alcohol tonight. You know, in the alcohol addiction, better known as alcoholism. If you you, you you hooked on alcohol, we call you alcoholic. But it's still addiction. I talked a little bit last week how I ain't gonna say a product. I'm not gonna say a victim of alcoholism, but 
My dad was an alcoholic. I ain't ashamed to say it to nobody. I mentioned last week I don't hold that over his head either. Because you know, whatever that person is addicted to, it ain't that person. It's that addiction. I think we'll do a whole lot better. And I know it hurt and it's painful for some of us, but we'll do a whole lot better at looking at that person beyond the fact that they're addicted to them. See them for what see them, see, see that addiction for what it is. This is an addiction. It's a sickness. It got it. Because the minute if they ever get past that addiction, they back to who y'all knew. And sometimes we, we treat a person a certain type of way so they, they spend a lifetime after they got past that addiction feeling guilty about that addiction, how they treated you or how they treated people around them because they had an addiction. And, and, and we don't make it easier for them. Uh, uh, we want to throw it in their face all the time. We can mend a whole lot of relationships and we can move past that and, and remember that there was just an addiction. Let's stop treating people uh, uh, that had an addiction. Let's not throw it, keep throwing it in their face. It was already harmful enough and hurtful enough that they was addicted. A lot of them was addicted for years. That's years they can't get back. They don't know what happened to that time. That's like being in prison. Time stopped for them. Couldn't even function right. <clears throat> Alcohol addiction. Alcohol, in general, is another one of controversial topics when it comes to teaching in the church. You got a whole lot of churches out there don't teach on alcohol. Won't mention alcohol, they go skip past that verse in the Bible and keep on going. But when they do talk about it, they're going to talk about the other part of it where they say, don't, don't get drunk, don't, get, don't give in to strong drinks. They're going to talk about all that stuff when it comes to alcohol. Uh, you, you can't drink and all this other stuff, but they ain't going to deal with the fact that the Bible does talk about alcohol in a good sense. And it's crazy to me that you have some teachers, some preachers, you got pastors that'll talk about how God delivered them. I was on crack. I was, I was hooked on women. I was in and out of jail. God delivered me from this. But then you're scared to talk about alcohol because you're scared that one of your members going to have a relapse if you talk about alcohol. How hypocritical is that to say that God can deliver you from something but he can't deliver one of your members from the same for something else. That's hypocritical. You know, I can understand how I feel that you don't want that, that on your conscience if somebody relapsed, but if somebody relapsed, trust me, that ain't on your conscience. They did it because that's what they wanted to do. My thing is, if the Bible says it, talk about it. And if the Bible says if you talk about it, you got to trust God to know that he's going to deal with it. If a person in your church, church and they, hooked, they was an alcoholic, Trust me, when God ready for them to get out that alcohol, God going to deliver them from that. You teaching a, a, a lesson or preaching a sermon from the pulpit ain't going to cause them to relapse. Let's, let's deal with it. One thing, about, like I said, we're going to keep it real here. Well, pastor used to use this analogy all the time. It's like, it's like laid potato chips. Some people can't have just one. And unless you don't have that one. We're not giving you license to go out there and do it. We're just talking about what the Bible says. Not giving you license to get out there and do what you want to do. 
The Bible deals with, with certain foods in there. Well, some people can't eat certain foods, so it's going to kill them. You know it's going to kill you, or you're going to go out there and try that certain food because you know it's going to kill you. The Bible deals with it, don't it? We all know ourselves. I say that all the time. We all know our limitations. We all know our weaknesses. We know our strengths. If you know that's your weakness, don't go play in that playground. Because guess what? When you play in the devil playground, he's going to get the upper hand every time. You better go with some reinforcement. And we already talked about sex. If women your sick, if your weakness, don't get in there and counsel some woman doing her, uh, while she at her vulnerable point in her life. Because sometimes she's she vulnerable and she, you saying the right thing. You're giving her all the advice, but you're saying all the right things. Next thing you know, something happened because you're weak to women. Something happened. You better take one of them deacons in there with you. Because that's your weakness. The Bible talks about food. Well, you know it's your doggone weakness. You pay it by the sign, say $7.99 buffet. Keep on going. Because food's your weakness. We always talk about all these other different sins. Trust me, overindulging is a sin. Gluttony is a sin. The Bible talks about gluttony being a sin, along with drinking too much alcohol. Gluttony. Oh, no. The Bible mentioned wine in the Bible. Oh, no, they were talking about fermented grapes. How you make wine? Don't you wait till the grapes ferment? That's where the whole thing of wine comes from. Oh no no no! Uh, uh, they ain't what 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 they was. It was weird talking about. They wasn't talking about the liquor because because the Bible says that you, the don't you know, about being drunk and don't give in a strong drink. No, don't give into it. Don't drink too much of it. Bible say have a sober mind. Deuteronomy 14, chapter, and I'm going to read chapter 22 through 26 to get a, a full understanding of what was going on when we read Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 14, starting at verse 22, we're going to be reading the 26. If you got your Bible, go on and turn with me to Deuteronomy 14. Amen. Verse 22, it says, Be sure to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. Eat the tithes of your grain, new wine, y'all hear that word, new wine? New wine and olive oil and the first of your herd in flocks in the presence of the Lord, your God. At the place he was choose as a dwelling for his name. Now I say, all this stuff, do it in the presence of the Lord. With your, your, your wine, do it in the presence of the Lord. Why would they even put that in there? So that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. But if the place is too distant and you have to be, you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithes. In other words, you've been blessed so much, you have so much that you can't even make the distance that God trying to get you to because you, you just have too much. It's kind of like lying in, uh, in Abraham. You know, they, they, they people start fighting amongst each other because God had blessed them so much. They had, all, they had overabundance. 
doggone men couldn't even get the lawn together. They worried about who cows and sheep eating too much of the doggone grass. Have a knockout bra or drag house about that. Yo, don't we do that sometimes? No. You got church first sitting up here arguing about who's been blessed the most about God. You know, we want to talk about why well, I got a big house over here. Or look at look at, you know, we want to compete with each other who got the biggest car that you know or the best car that come to church. Only thing y'all ain't came to blows yet. And I ain't been, you know, I'm pretty sure somewhere in some church somebody came to blows because they 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 didn't got into argument who got the best. Well, you know, you gotta give God the glory because He blessed you with that stuff. Because the place where the Lord will choose is put in his name is so far away. Then exchange your tithe for silver. In other words, right now we're dealing with money. But back then, you know, they had cows, they had herds, you know, they had sheep, they had uh, uh, crops, they had whatever. He, what he's saying right here is that exchange that stuff. Go out there, go open up a doggone market, the farmer's market, for lack of a better term. Sell that stuff, get you some, some, some silver, and the Lord will choose <coughs> and, and take the silver with you and go to a place the Lord God will choose. Again, you got too much. You, you, you got too much baggage alone on this journey. Too much, too much to carry this for. <coughs> so we're going to make your load a little lighter. Sell it all. Now you're going to have a little, little, little silver in your pocket now. You can carry that the journey. Use the silver to buy whatever you like. Let me hold up. So, I'm going to sell everything I have. Because the journey was too far to take all this stuff. So I'm going to sell it all and give me some cash. But after I get that cash and I get to the place where God wants me to go, now I can buy whatever I want with that money. That's the Lord telling me. Okay, when you get there, now you done sold everything. Okay, let's start all over again now. You can buy what you want. He said you can buy cattle. You can buy sheep. Take this out. He said you can buy wine. Or other fermented drinks. One verse say strong drink. So you mean to tell me I could take my body by not just wine, I could buy me some whiskey. I can go buy me some doggone malt liquor because that's stronger than regular beer in case y'all who them real drinkers out there. Go buy me Coke 45, some, some bull. Matter of fact, I'm going to take it up a level and buy me some ice bull, some ice house, whatever. They say you could buy other fermented or strong drink in anything that you wish. So I can't figure out oh let me finish this first. Mm -hmm. Then you and your household should eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. So why is it that we're trying to stay away from the fact that the Bible talks about alcohol. We're going to find every excuse in the world 
to say it ain't talking about wine per se. We're talking about some fermented. We're we, we, we going to squeeze some, some grapes and make some doggone Welch's grape juice. Basically, that's what they're saying. We're going to let the Welch's grape juice sit in the cabinet for a year. And now we're going to drink it. But it ain't wine now. It's it just been sitting for a while. We're drinking old grape juice. Again, I'm not giving you a license to doggone drink because we're going to deal with the, 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 the cars. Because, you know, we're going to deal with, basically we're going to deal with the, the perversion a little later. But I'm talking about God's original intent. What God intended it for. But that doggone pleasure of ours. Ooh-wee. Trying to satisfy that flesh. The Bible says the, the flesh is enmity with God. The flesh don't want to have nothing to do with God. The flesh is going to push against whatever God says and go the other way. It's just how the flesh works. The devil knows that. Don't the Bible say every time I try to do right, evil is present. First Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things, not but all, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Now that goes across the board for every addiction. All things are lawful for you, but not all things are good for you. And I'm paraphrasing. Just because you can do it, don't mean you should do it. And that goes across the board for every addiction out there. If you want to smoke, snort some cocaine, it's lawful to snort some cocaine. But is cocaine good for you? What's going to happen? You start snorting cocaine. Eventually, some stuff is going to start falling by the wayside because you're going to get that cocaine all your attention. You ain't going to be able to function without it. You're going to be thinking about cocaine all day, every day. That's what addiction does. I don't care what it is. You wake up with that thing on your mind, and you go to bed with that thing on your mind. That's what addiction does. I know a certain person in the certain state of the United States that told me a story about a person that he knew they got locked up. He was on he was hooked on that crack. He was in jail. Did a little time. I think he might have went to like state jail. Did a little time. But he told this person, the whole time I was locked up, all I thought about was getting high when I get out. Locked up two, three years. But the only thing on his mind was getting out and getting high. We way past addiction right there. We we past want to. We're to that point where we want to get it now. No. Take 21 days to make a breaker, a dog gonna have it. Start a habit, break a habit. 21 days. You go cold turkey, because that's what happens when you go to jail. <laughs> you go cold turkey. <laughs> you know, some of us manage to get some stuff snuck in, but not everybody. Not everybody can afford it. Not everybody wants to deal with it. Now your system clean. Two, three, four, five, whatever. You locked up. 
And the whole time, you think it the whole time you there, you thinking about getting high? You're not addicted no more. You want to do this. You want to be addicted. Some people, addiction is a crutch for some people. Just like some people like to be sick and play sick and all this other stuff for attention. Well, some people want to do that same thing when they hooked on dope. They're they going to get their attention because they hooked on dope. You know, they're going to, woe is me. They all walk with that woe is me attitude. People feeling sorry for me because I'm addicted. You know, man, come on, boy, boy that's a, I don't know if I want that much attention to get hooked on some dope or whatever. Get hooked on just to get some attention. But you got people, you got people, they got, they got women out there that killed their babies. Had children and killed them just for the attention they was getting when they lost a child. That's sick and perverted. So if people are going to go that far to kill their children, what you may think they ain't going to go that far to get hooked on some dope for attention? Fool for thought. Ecclesiastes 9 and 7. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Drink your wine? Ecclesiastes 10 19. A feast makes for laughter, wine makes life merry, and money, and we're going to deal with that one in the next part of it. And money is the answer to everything. Again, wine is there again. This is what Paul told Timothy. First Timothy. Chapter 5, verse 23. No longer drink water, only water. But use a little wine for your stomach's sake. For <clears throat> and your frequent infirmities. But Paul said, man, hold up, man. You got to stop drinking all this water. And I don't know, some of that water might have had some doggone, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, uh, parasites. You know, we probably had them with a hose or whatever. We had them all sick up. Paul, hold up, man. You got to stop drinking all that water. Drink a little bit of this wine. going to take care of it. You know, they got that thing out there, a glass of wine a day. Does people good. But that's another one of them scriptures. Oh no, Paul wasn't telling Paul uh, Timothy to drink no wine. He was wanting him to drink some, some fermenting grape juice. Well, what fermenting grape juice is gonna do for you? No, they like to give you stuff like that when you uh you get blood. <laughs> Go sit down before you eat. Now, if I don't get some cookies, too, eat these cookies and drink this juice and sit down here for about five or ten minutes. That's about the only thing going to really do for you. I think that's just, for you. That's just to keep you sitting there where you want to up and run. Make sure you ain't going to get there and pass out. In fact, what does the, what, what, we like to talk about the Catholic. But, but, but the Catholic Church have a long tradition. Very long tradition. Way past all our Protestant religions. It goes way past our Protestant. Catholic means universal church. The Catholic church is the, brought all these together as a universal church. Now they messed it up along the way. I ain't going to sit there and defend them. They messed it up. But a lot of that stuff they have comes from way back then. And they drinking wine. They don't have no welters. We're going to get welters here, but they don't have that. 
Some Catholic churches, all of them bringing out the same cup. I don't know if we want to pay them journeys, especially with Corona going on right now. I don't think that alcohol in that Corona gonna kill up in that up in that that, 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 that wine gonna kill it. You gotta have 99.9% or so, or at least 70%, I think, alcohol. You better put some doggone moonshine up in that glass <laughs> and kill some of them germs that hit that, that, that cup. One thing about it, we didn't came a long way and we germophobic now, so I don't think we're going to be sharing no, no cups around here. Psalms 104, verses 14 to 15. He makes grass grow for cattle and plants for, the, for people to cultivate. Let me read this again. He makes the grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate and bring forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens the human heart and all. Hold on, God made this stuff? He made the grass that we know we we're gonna say that we, we believe in that he made the grass that feed the cattle. No, he bring forth our food. For our for the meat eaters out there, that grass gonna feed the cattle. We're gonna we gonna we gonna eat off the cattle. And he makes the wine that gladdens the human heart. Now what kind of grape juice gonna make your heart real glad? It's been some years. Since I had a drink, close to 14, 15, 16, maybe more years than that. But I still remember how I felt when I drank some alcohol. I know how I feel when I drink some grape juice. It tastes good, but my heart ain't glad. Some people, the pastor drink, he get heartburn. So I know his heart ain't, 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 ain't doggone glad drinking some grape juice. Let's keep it real, people. Let's keep it real. Oh, I don't know if they got no teachers and pastors or whatever listen to our Sabbath school lesson. But if you're out there, let's keep it real. Let's tell the people the truth. Let's stop. Uh, let's get away from some of this traditional way of teaching. Well, certain things we just can't talk about in the church. If it's in the Bible, from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to the last page of Revelation, Let's talk about it. Well, matter of fact, in Revelation, say don't give, don't take away from it, and don't add to it. But well, we good at subtracting, and some of us want to add to it too. We want to add our own doctrine, our own traditions in the church. You gonna find something in here that match what you're teaching, and you are gonna stick on it. Women can't wear dresses, I mean, pants to the church. I'm like, where did that come from? Well, women shouldn't dress like a man. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that Jesus' disciples and all them guys back then wasn't wearing pants. Look at, they, look at the, the clothes they was wearing. A robe? So we took that as to say, well, 
we don't want a woman to be dressed like no man, so she shouldn't wear no pants. In other words, so if I wear a robe to church, y'all going to put me out because I'm dressed like a woman to you? I'm straight up dressed straight, straight like Jesus coming to church. But y'all tell me I came here, I got my Jesus sandals on. Got my robe on. Y'all going to stop me at the door. Hold up. You can't come in here. I'm like, why not? You, you homosexual, so they're going to say something crazy, you know. Man, where y'all getting this stuff from? Add this stuff to the Bible. I remember one time we just we, we sang a song right here at Sabarest, our home church. Jesus is love. Pastor, I love him to death. Good dude. But he said the only thing he could think about the song that came on after that. On the on the Commodore's after. Well, that's the only thing you can think about with Jesus' love is the next song on the come that dude, your mind's still in the world. Because I can't remember what the next song is that come take you the truth. So that means you still got the come to the at your house. But the whole song talks about how Jesus loves. Teach the children. What, what's wrong with that song? We have this, we have this whole thing and sometimes in the church that 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 worldly people that in our mind can't, can't can't sing a Christian song. Not to mention a whole lot of Christian artists remade that song. Not just the Commodore. Because one thing about a Christian, a gospel singer, boy, he's gonna take that song and remix it. But we hooked on certain things and traditions, we want to hear those old spiritual, Negro spirituals. That makes us closer to God right there. Well, how you think David might feel right now? Because the music that David was writing and singing wasn't sound nothing like what we were singing. David probably rolling over in his doggone tomb right now for some of the stuff that we sing. And some of these gospel songs that we sing, it ain't even biblical. It don't even make sense. It sounds good. Let me give y'all some alcohol stats. Oh, man, my time almost up. That time be going fast. But I'm going to give y'all some, we're going we gonna to get some stats up until it's time to leave. Prevalence of drinking. Alcohol, according to the 2018 National Survey of Drug Use and, and Health, 86.3% of people ages 18 or older reported that they drank alcohol at some point in their life. 70% reported that they drank in the past year. 55.3% reported that they drank in the past month. So, eighteen and over, eighty-six point three percent of people admitted that they had at least one drink. 
That's a lot of people that hadn't had a drink. Me personally, I think I did good. I was about 25 when I started drinking. But along the way, because of the history, I would do self-checks, make sure I'm not hooked on nothing. I go weeks, months at a time without having a drink. I mean, in fact, only time I would drink was when I went to the club. Didn't, have, didn't keep beer around the house, didn't keep wine around the house, didn't keep none of it around the house. To me, it was just one of those gateway things to, to go to the club. I used to call it, my, when I had my hype section, that was part of my hype section, was a drink. But one thing I wanted to make sure was I wasn't hooked on it. And for me to stop drinking, it had nothing to do with me coming to church. I stopped drinking before I came to church. But it wasn't hard to do. I just got to the point where I was fed up with it. What I said that last week, boy, God working on me, and I didn't even know. Dealing with issues, well, not even really an issue, but dealing with me, had his unchanging hands on me when I still was in the world. I go to the club, I'm gonna drink a certain, I start drinking my drink when it was like smearing off ice, or smearing off, uh, 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 what was it? Tastes like, tastes like lemonade. I'm like, my, my partner, you know, my going out partner was like, come on, man, have another drink, man, I'm done. I'm drinking water. To a certain point, I'm drinking water the rest of the night. Oh, man, you getting soft. You're right. One thing about it, boy, I ain't never been one that's going to give me any peer pressure. So you can say what you want to say. I'm soft, I'm weak, I'm whatever. But I'm me. I ain't going to let you define me. And then it got to the point where I just didn't want to have nothing to drink at all. Now, this was like within the last year, this, this came to me. I'm, I'm, I'm laying down one morning, I'm thinking. And I'm like, why was I even drinking anyway? Because alcohol just didn't taste good to me. I mean, I did it, you know, to go out and like I said, for the feeling, I guess. But alcohol just didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a taste for it. Never did. I can't, me, that's just me. I don't see how people sit down and have a beer with their food. Because that would interrupt everything that I'm trying to do. I wouldn't even want that beer taste. I'm eating a steak. Man, I don't want no beer taste on that steak. No. Whatever. Whatever it is. Certain drinks, I couldn't drink. I would not drink no doggone vodka straight. Everything, trust me, everything in a, in a long got an iced tea, all them clear liquors, only them are drinking that straight is a Coke, because Coke is in there. That will give it the cup. But that gin, tequila, and rum, ain't, you better not bring me that on the ice. And you better put a lot of orange juice if I was drinking. But the drink is straight? No, sir. What happened? Well, that's my time for the week. We know we're running a little late, but we don't want to go over your time. Amen and all. But join us next week. And, and matter of fact, join us at the end of this week for Sabbath school and for, for the sermon this week. Uh, God bless you and may God keep you. Amen.